It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M and getting you ready, not just for tonight's game, as Texas A&M's men's basketball takes on the Troy Trojans at Reed Arena. You can check that game out at 7 p.m. tonight, but also this upcoming weekend, as number 24 EP rankings, Texas A&M Fight Nagies take on the number four ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Guys, before we go any further, make sure you're following us on social media. You can check us out on multiple different areas on Twitter, at Locked on Aggies, at Aggies SI. Remember, Aggie Maven of Sports Illustrated and Locked on Podcast have partnered together to give you quality content. Just go to si.com slash T-A-M-U to check out all of our great written content on top of our podcasting. You can check up on old episodes of Locked on Aggies. And if you just want to follow me and give me a quick shout out, say what you like, say what you hate. I don't really care. I'm always up for opinions. I'm always up for definite little critical criticism. But you can follow me at Mr. Cole Thompson. So remember, Locked on Aggies, at Aggies SI, and at Mr. Cole Thompson. Guys, before we go any further, we're going to talk about something that came out last night, and that is the college football playoff rankings. Here's the reason why we're talking about it. Two reasons. Number one, Texas A&M was left off of the college football playoff top 25. So in the eyes of those who are judging this upcoming weekend, Texas A&M is playing as an unranked team still. They got votes, but they didn't get enough, unlike in the AP poll where they're sitting at 24. So they're going to need to impress this weekend to jump into that college football playoff rankings. And two, the big kicker, and because we do cover the SEC in general, and the state of the SEC, and, and previews, and playoffs, three of the top five teams are still from the SEC. Number one is LSU, naturally. They're still undefeated, and the way that they've played this season look like the number one team in the country. Number four, Georgia, who we will see this upcoming weekend up in Sanford Stadium in Athens when Texas A&M arrives at 2.30 for their kickoff. And number five, Alabama. Alabama lost their starting quarterback in Tua Tungavailoa to a dislocated hip injury. He was required to have surgery on Monday right here in Texas, just a couple of maybe about, what is it, 45 miles, 50 miles away from College Station in downtown Houston. He is out for the remainder of the year and is not expected to return to play for the Crimson Tide again. He's expected to go to the NFL draft, maybe sit out a year. But the College Football Playoff Committee still believes that with Mac Jones leading the way, the sophomore quarterback, they could be still contenders. So if they win against Auburn in a convincing way, and then Georgia and LSU somehow meet in the in the SEC championship because Alabama still could do it. If AM beats LSU and somehow Arkansas beats LSU, Alabama goes. So you have to think about that for a second. The College Ball Playoff Committee is still wondering, is Alabama worthy of a college ball playoff spot? And if they beat Auburn and somehow all the right pieces go. I would say you are going to expect Alabama to be in the college football playoff as it stands right now. But enough about that. We're more so worried about the two teams in the college football playoff right now because Texas A&M will be taking on those two opponents in the next two weeks. So let's start off 
with what we know already. They're going to be facing Georgia this upcoming weekend inside a Stanford Stadium out in Athens. This is a Georgia team that has seen their fair share of success, but they've also struggled at times. They're a lot like AM, but opposite. When they get a big lead, they'll sometimes give it up. Where AM is down and they'll come back. So that could be a major storyline to watch this upcoming weekend. Because this is one of those games where AM is fighting back. We saw them fight back against Clemson a little bit. We saw them fight back against Alabama. We really, really saw them fight back against Auburn. They almost came back, and they almost got that victory. Well, right now, Auburn almost came back against Georgia last weekend. That could be a sign that is kind of pointing in the right direction for AM. Because we know what we've seen in the past. We know that they've been down before. They've fallen behind and had to catch up. But a team like Auburn doesn't blow the lead. They either have the lead or they come back from a lead. A team like Georgia has blown the lead and held on pretty dang close. And this is not just a one-game scenario kind of thing. This is a whole season we're talking about possibly looking at Georgia as a college football playoff contender, when they've given up multiple leads and almost blown games and almost lost three games this year. So why don't we start by going back to late September when the Bulldogs took on then number seven Notre Dame. They had a 23-10 lead with seven minutes left in the game. And they allowed a Chase Claypool four-yard touchdown pass from Ian Book to make it 17-23. After that, they got to go drive again. Three plays. Georgia went out. It was a three-play drive. Three and out punt. Notre Dame had six chances to go ahead and try and get that win. First pass was completion. Toby Jones, three yards. They got first down the next play. Chase Claypool, nine yards. Then Ian Book goes incomplete. He gets another pass off. For two yards, incomplete, and then he goes to the deep ball. And that deep ball is broken up in coverage by DJ Daniel. If that deep ball is caught, drive continues. There's 48 seconds left on the clock. And if they were to score, just just say, just, just say they were able to score, they would have not only gone down the field, They got the touchdown. They win the game. Georgia's defense pressured Book, but Book delivered on four throws. If he would have made fifth throw, we could be talking about Georgia coming into this game at 8-2. We really could be talking about Georgia coming into this game at 8-3. Because when you look at last week's game against Auburn, Georgia's up 21 to nothing after an Eli Wolf touchdown from Fromm. In the third quarter, there's 13 seconds left in the third quarter. There's 15 minutes left in the game. Bo Nix gets a touchdown pass, then he runs it. Then you got to go right back to it again. Same kind of style. You have a Georgia punt, three and out. Four plays, negative yards. Incomplete pass to Will Hastings, incomplete pass to Jay White, incomplete pass to Seth Williams. Bo Nix gets sacked on fourth down. 
Georgia wins. They hold on with 139 left. This is a team that when you look on paper has all the tenacity, all the tendencies to be exactly what you want to mark off in the college football playoff agenda. I guess the best word to say. You look at their resume. They have some good wins on the year. They did beat ranked opponents. They beat a ranked Notre Dame team, a top 10 Notre Dame team, a top 15 Auburn team, and they'll have a chance to po- they'll have a chance to possibly beat a top top ranked LSU team. Cuz LSU, if they win this week, they're going to the they're going to the SEC Championship and Georgia clinched last week. So Georgia's in Atlanta. They have some quality wins. But is quality wins also meaning, in my perspective, wins where they had the lead, a substantial lead, and they almost blew it? I don't know. I don't know. And that's something that I think that AM fans should be not so worried about because of they've been down before, and maybe they're the team to let that three-and-out drive in the fourth quarter happen and then march downfield and score. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. We don't know. But what we do know is that there are plenty of players on both sides of the ball to look at, and we will be discussing right now the Georgia players right after this quick message. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson, your host, still here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And don't you worry, Aggie fans, we're going to get to basketball. We always save the best for last. I know some people are nervous about why we're not talking about it. But Texas A&M taking on the Troy Trojans tonight in Reed Arena at 7 p.m. tip-off. You can check that game out in College Station. You can also check it out online, 12thman.com. And you can also make sure you follow us on social media at AggiesSI and at LockedOnAggies. We'll be discussing the game throughout the entire process. Both halves will be bringing you coverage too, so make sure you check this out at LockedOnAggies and at AggiesSI. But first, we have to talk about Texas A&M taking on Georgia this weekend. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. We started focusing on some players who maybe could be some big names to watch for, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth of who are some guys that A&M definitely has to be in control of if they want to win this game. And let's start off with the big guy first, Jake Fromm. Fromm is, in my personal opinion at least, a game-managing quarterback. He's not going to be a guy who, when we see him in a few years, he's not going to be an MVP-type quarterback at least in my personal opinion I see him more as a guy who is built around a great roster and can control it that's done by good coaching that's done by good strategy and that's done by a great staff that's supporting you but Fromm's numbers this year are a little lackluster he's yet to eclipse 2,000 passing yards and if that's not worrisome enough for Georgia fans let me tell you who's ahead of him You have Bo Nix, who is not a pocket-passing quarterback. He is using his legs predominantly. He right now has over 2,000 yards. You have Kelly Bryant, another dual-threat quarterback who relies a lot more on his legs than his arms. He has over 2,000 yards. Ryan Holinsky, who at least has played a majority of the 2019 campaign. He has over 2,200 yards. And Kyle Trask who came in in week four 
for Florida. He has over 2,300 passing yards. Or he's about to hit, he's about to hit 2,300 passing yards. And Jake Fromm sitting just under 2,000. And the drop-off between the two is insane, in my opinion. Because Nick Starkle is last on this list. With only 1,100 passing yards. And then the drop-off from Fromm to Guantanamo for Tennessee... Over 400 passing yards. This is a team that you're going to want to make pass. And it's not that they don't have good weapons. They have great weapons, you know, in in his arsenal. And it's not just the run game. We're not even going to try to talk about the run game besides this real fast. DeAndre Swift right now is going to be the focal point for AM to stuff because of they rely on him predominantly to carry the load, even though they are a running back by committee. But you got to also look at some of the receivers that they have on their team. Because they're putting up numbers. You have um, Lawrence Kager is sitting at 15th in the SEC in receiving yards. And there's only two players from AM who have more receiving yards than him. And that's Courtney Davis and Jamon Osmond. Osmond ranks 8th. Uh, of course, everyone's behind Jamar Chase and LSU. That's going to be another subject for another day. But you also have George Pickens with 400 receiving yards on 30 catches for 13.3 yards per catch and four touchdowns. That's not saying the guy can't pass. It's saying that if they don't have to pass, why would they? Because you go back to the run game and you look at what they have. DeAndre Swift ranks second behind Kylan Hill in rushing yards. And if Hill's done for the year, Swift's going to run away with it. Swift's going to finish with... The league lead in passing yards. Rushing yards, my bad. But then also, you have a couple other guys on that list. Brian Harrion comes in in the top 25. He's 390 yards, five touchdowns on the ground. So you have two running backs who predominantly are carrying the load and doing the majority of the work. So if you make this guy pass, you're going to be in for some trouble. I could see AM the way their secondary played last week, especially a guy like Charles Oliver, who we're going to hear from in just a second about what we've seen from Jake Fromm. They can play in coverage, and they can make plays. You have Miles Jones, you have Devin Renfro, you have Elijah Blades coming back, Damani Richardson, Keldrick Harper, uh, Brian Smith. I mean, you have a ton of guys in the secondary on top of Oliver who can make plays for Mike Elko's team. You just got to make sure that he passes. And so how you do that is by the front seven stopping the run. But here's Charles Oliver's thoughts on Jake Fromm overall. Being said, do you know much about Jake Fromm, if anything? Uh, I haven't got to look at any film or anything yet, but uh, just I've always heard good things about him. I know he's a good quarterback, so just ready to see what he uh, looking to the film and see what he can do. Have you watched him at all this year on TV or anything? Uh, no, sir, I haven't okay. got a chance. That's going to be the focus for AM secondary this upcoming weekend is preparing for the inevitable against Fromm. I think the front seven knows what their job has to be, and that is stopping the run, taking away that element of the game. If they can do that, I definitely think this could be an upset game to keep watching out for. 
Speaking of upsets, can the Troy Trojans come into Reed Arena tonight and upset Texas A&M? The spread is in favor of the Aggies, but you never know what could happen. We could find out a little bit more about Buzz Williams' staff and what they're going to be able to do this season, hopefully improve to 3-1 on the year, get that home win before they begin their road trip. They will be in Harvard next week, and we will have a quick preview of tonight's game when we come back in just a quick moment. Guys, talking about erectile dysfunction is not an easy task to do. Usually we just brush it off or blame it on ourselves saying, I've lost my mojo or I'm just not feeling it tonight or whatever excuse you like to use. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication's appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with a free two-day shipping option. The whole process is straightforward and discreet, so get started real fast by going to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now with Roman, there's an answer for everything. So make sure you go check it out at GetRoman.com locked to get a free online checkup today. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson still here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, tomorrow we will have a very special guest on the show from Sports Illustrated's Bulldog Maven, Brooks Austin, the senior writer for Bulldog Maven, will be joining us. We'll be breaking down his thoughts on A&M. We'll be breaking down his thoughts on Georgia and where this could lead moving forward. Real fast before we go into our basketball preview tonight, the Gray Guy Award announcement came out this week, and they announced the 10 semifinalists. And you might be wondering, why are we talking about a punter award? Well, because Braden Mann has been the best punter in college football, and he was left off of the awards this past year. 10 guys were chosen, and the AM punter, the senior, was not one of them. The current reigning Gray Guy Award winner, was not chosen to be a semifinalist. That is asinine. The one good thing that we've seen this season is Braden Mann. He's been the most consistent player on AM. Last week was a down week for him by pinning the ball. But it wasn't a down week for him by yards. He still averaged over 45 yards per punt. I just don't know how anyone in their country can say, yep, you know what? This guy, yeah, we don't even want him on our semifinals list. There's only going to be three or four finalists for this award. But you're not even going to put him on the semifinalist? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. That's stupid. Remember, guys, game tomorrow, uh, game on Saturday will be at 2.30 kickoff. CBS Sports. It's the game of the week. We'll have Brad Nestler. We'll have Gary Danielson. We'll have the whole SEC CBS crew getting ready for Georgia and Texas A&M. That game is going to be in Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. Kickoff at 2.30. All right. Moving over to basketball now. Troy coming in to Reed Arena tonight to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. I think everyone last week kind of knew, overall, that that was going to be a very tough game for Buzz Williams to win in his first season at A&M. A big upset over a team like Gonzaga. Gonzaga came in at number 8, and they won significantly. They won by 30 points, 79-49. They controlled the game the entire process. They looked like one of the better teams in college basketball this season. 
But the biggest thing that it's going to take tonight is AM starting off hot. They have a 17.5 favorite lead over the Troy Trojans in their home stadium, in their home arena. They struggled last time to get up points offensively. They only shot 24% from the field, and they fell behind 40-19 to at halftime. When you fall behind that bad, that's a sign that you're probably not coming back from it. That doesn't mean that you can't win. It just means that you're going to struggle to produce anything afterwards. You're going to struggle to keep up with them because of when you're down by almost 22, 24. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm This is why I work in journalism and I'm not in math. When you're down by 21, you now have to not only deplete the lead, but you also have to play better defense. And against a team like Gonzaga, that wasn't going to happen. They definitely struggled generating open shots. They had zero assists and 10 turnovers in the first half. In over 400 games of coaching, Williams last week said that he has never seen that many turnovers by one of his staffs in the game. They're going to try and close out this homestand with a win. Troy's coming in at 1-3. and three. They had their first victory of the week over Carver on Monday night. Uh, the Trojans have five players with double figures. Sophomore KJ Simon is the league leader with his first double-double of the year. 11 points, 11 rebounds. This is going to be an interesting game. This is going to be a game where I want to see AM play small ball offensively. You want them to make their shots when it counts. Get a couple blocks. Get a couple of rebounds. Play smart. You don't want to see them just taking those threes and trying to drown, drain it and just drown them out. You want to see precision layups. You want to see consistent work on the ground. You want to see this AM team continue to take the proper steps moving forward into the right section. If they can do that this week, I expect them to be getting a massive win and back on the winning streak. You got to remember that AM right now, they could be a contender in the SEC, at least for the tournament. Maybe they're not there just yet as a contender for a national championship or an elite eight or a sweet 16 appearance. You never know though. You never do. But what I can tell you is for sure, you're not going to be able to get a good game. If you're unable to start off with a slow start. That's all the time we have today for Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Locked On Aggies at Aggies SI and follow me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and check out all of our great work, not just at sportsillustrated.com, si.com slash T-A-M-U. Check out all of our great Aggie content, but check out all of our great podcasting content at LockedOnPodcast.com. We have NHL, we have NBA. It's the MLB you know, off season, but there's still some storylines there. We have the NFL. And of course, we're about to start rivalry week next week. And we're going to be having guests on from LSU. But right now you want to definitely listen to the LSU podcast, the college football podcast, the SEC podcast. And of course, always listen to you, Gary Cole Thompson at Locked on Aggies. We will see you tomorrow. Brooks Austin will be with us talking all things previewing Texas A&M and Georgia. We will see you soon. And remember, gig them, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.